you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sweet Victory and our brother Richard are on tap to help us navigate the show. Today we are going to be focusing in this first segment, excuse me, on the ministry of preborn, saving babies and saving souls, which Mm -hmm. is so important and so valuable in the work that we're doing, not only preserving life here, but trying to present to people an opportunity for life eternal, life everlasting. Uh, joining us in this first segment, I want to make sure we have our guest on. Yes. Okay. All right. Because I know sometimes we have technical difficulties. <laughs> so just want to make sure. Joyce M. Bartholomew, who serves as the national spokesperson for uh, Preborn, and she's also a worshiper of Jesus. She will be found leading many of the worship services um, that open for the Preborn events. And she joins us today to talk about this incredible ministry. And one of the things I really wanted to focus on in our conversation was why this fight to protect life mm-hmm. and to see souls saved. Well, the latter of that two-part question is obvious, why we continue yeah. to fight on this front. But I think there are so many people who believe that we no longer have a fight when we live in a country where we've seen um, row overturned. And so mm. I want to talk with Joyce about that and talk about the incredible work that their ministry continues to do. Joyce, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. So tell our listeners, for those who are listening for maybe the first time or they are new to the program, tell our listeners about the ministry of preborn. Sure. Well, we are, first of all, we're gospel obsessed. And we want to glorify <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're, we want to equip and lead these pregnancy centers to save more babies and souls. That is our mission statement. And we do that with the ultrasound, the sonogram, or the ultrasound is the means that is the greatest changer for the woman or the girl who's coming in considering an abortion, that they would choose life 80% of the time with the mm. ultrasound. And it's that is $28 for one ultrasound or $140 for five ultrasounds. And this mm-hmm. is paid for by the listener. It's subsidized. The rest of the cost is subsidized by the other donors, but it just helps offset the cost for us. And we are the greatest competitor to Planned Parenthood at this time in mm-hmm. the, and the abortion industry. We provide all, most free ultrasounds than any other organization to, nationally around the country. Oh, wow. That's incredible. More free ultrasounds than any other oh. organization nationally. That is outstanding. And especially um, as we're living in a time where we see these forces of evil because abortion is evil. We see these forces of evil not abated like they are. Mm -hmm. They are not taking a break and saying, "Okay, well, you know, this is the obstacle. No, they're looking at ways to get over that. And one of the ways that we see um, evil trying to overcome the obstacle that is the overturning of Roe uh, versus Wade is that we see the abortion pill 
on the rise are accounting for now over 50 percent of all abortions. Mm -hmm. Joyce, talk about the importance of Christians, believers who are listening right now, understanding what's happening right now in our country. Yes. When Roe v. Wade was passed last January 2022, everyone thought, oh, now it's over, including myself. But no, that was 26 states that restricted it or abolished it. But that's 24 states that are still battling it out. And Mm. there are several of those states that are abortion sanctuary states, for instance, like California, where they say, come, we'll pay all your expenses, get an abortion, have a vacation here. Mm. And they're trying to ingratiate themselves with the abortion groups. And they're very aggressive. So they've Mm -hmm. also gone more uh, telehealth. That's where Mm -hmm. they've gone. And they've just now, January 3rd of this year, put all the abortion pills are available at CVS and all the brick-and-mortar pharmacies. And that, this is what Biden just did right now. So now it's even easier to have a telehealth appointment and then just go and get the b- abortion pill. But this is so dangerous because you don't have any kind of physical examination. You don't have an ultrasound to see what's going on with you. You don't know the complications of like an ectopic pregnancy. It's mm-hmm. extremely, extremely dangerous for you to be doing this and also extremely traumatizing, too, because yes. you are doing this in your own house, in your bathroom. Oh my goodness. And this is their method of making it easier and they're just we can't stop we can't stop fighting because it's not that's over. Right. Yeah. In fact, no, they're that's extremely right. aggressive. Yeah, and one of the things I think that's so important to mention right now is that the Ministry of Preborn works alongside crisis pregnancy centers. So like your ministry is not actually a crisis pregnancy clinic. You work along with these centers. And the reason that is important is because what you have is you have feet on the ground. You have people who are in touch with women who find themselves in crisis pregnancy situations and are able to walk with them through this process, even to help get them to the point where they are candidates for an ultrasound. So that means that there's a lot of ministry that's got to take place before these women ever even come into the clinics. But when they do, you guys are there to help ensure that they don't have to pay for an ultrasound. And 80% of the time when they see that little person on the screen, they choose life. Am I right about that? That's right. That's absolutely right. And it's not even, sometimes a baby is so small they can't see it, but they can hear the heartbeat because the heartbeat mm. is, can be as early as 17 to 21 days. And that heartbeat alone, which is super fast at that little tiny age, <laughs> yeah. is incredible because that is telling you this something is alive in me because nothing that has a heartbeat, it cannot be anything but alive. On, no matter right. what it looks like, it's forming but it's a human being and it's a total game changer. It really impacts them emotionally and spiritually. And that maternal instinct to protect actually that God has given us comes Mm -hmm. in even for the father or the spouse or whoever is watching or the partner, their maternal, their paternal instinct can kicks in too. Mm. When they hear that it's a shocking moment and they often cry because they were considering or, or abortion minded. Yeah, this is a person who comes in and shocked. That's that's so important to note. Let me just remind our listeners how they can be a part of supporting the ministry of preborn. Twenty eight dollars provides one ultrasound. One hundred forty dollars provides five free ultrasounds. There are two ways that you can partner with the ministry of preborn. You can go to AFR.net and just click on the landing page. You will see uh, the preborn ministry right there on the landing page. AFR.net. Or you can call 
877-616-2396. Joyce, I want to go back to something that you just said because I think it's so powerful um, for us to pay attention to what's happening, especially when these ultrasounds are taking place because we, we think of the tears and we often think, oh my goodness, the joy of seeing or hearing this living being. But often it's not just the joy of seeing and hearing this living being. It is also the realization that, oh my goodness, I was going to take this person's mm. life. Talk about the impact mm. of that. Yes, they you know, they're under great stress and anxiety, yeah. and they just think this is going to solve all my problems. They're pressured by their mother 48%, 48% of the time to have an abortion, mm. and by their boyfriend or significant other 42% of the time. So they just, a lot of them don't even want to do it, but they just feel this is the only answer I have. And they come in, and they don't, this free ultrasound is offered, so they mm -hmm. think, why not? It's free, and it's not going to hurt me, so I'm just curious. And then there's that moment where they hear and they see, and, and it just changes everything it just, at that exact moment. And they are, they are abortion vulnerable, mm -hmm. considering it, or abortion-minded, where they are absolutely staunch about it. And it does change them. It, do, it changes them in a split second. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. how powerful the, uh, the ultrasound picture and the, the hearing the heartbeat is. Yeah. It's an incredible I moment. I would imagine that also in this moment where hearts are softened and there's a, almost a moment of mental clarity, um, it's a prime opportunity for the gospel. So talk about the proliferation of the gospel through the ministry of preborn. How many women have made decisions, women and men, have made decisions to follow the Lord Jesus Christ in the midst of this crisis situation uh, because of the ministry of preborn, not only being concerned about life here, but also life eternal? Yes, well, we, well over 65,000 women have surrendered their wow. lives to Christ. Wow. That's in the past 16 years years, and I've oh, been with goodness. them 12, and we are gospel-obsessed. We have, <laughs> we have training that went out in the years past called the Invitation and Evangelism Program, where they're training the volunteers on presenting the gospel, on listening to the Holy Spirit, just being led by the Holy Spirit, mm. and asking them if they would like to receive Christ. Those are the basic steps, and a lot of people, they are not trained to do that, so they, would, they didn't know how to do that. Well, we've seen a 370% increase and people coming to know Christ because of their evangelism training. Mm. And it's uh, by Dan Steiner, the president, and June Hunt, Hope for the Heart. Mm -hmm. Yes. They put yes. and they created these videos of training for people and uh, the centers, and there have been like 140 centers that participated. And we have trainings for our – we have 84 network clinics with us, and we have seminars of training for them. And we're always talking about the gospel, about – the fact that Jesus Christ is the answer for changing our culture because mm. everything else is secondary to that because mm. we can help you. But if we don't, if you are not saved, then it, it propagates the whole problem mm -hmm. of the fact that abstinence before marriage about between a man and a woman yes. marriage, you know, I mean, all these things Amen. right there are not, it, you know, just giving them free food and free things is not going to change their heart and their mind. That's right. And it's not, it's, and it's not they, going to change you know. the core of their need. It's, mm. it's not going to change what they ultimately need. I mean, it's these other things 
are symptoms of the larger eternal problem that they are without God, right, in the world. And so when you can meet those felt needs, those temporal needs, and also, most importantly, most importantly, the eternal needs, then you really do change and impact a life. And I think that's what is so important and so vital about the ministry of Mm preborn. We want to save 4,000 babies. We know that $28 provides one ultrasound, $140, five free ultrasounds. Our goal is 4,000 babies. I really believe that we can do that through the ministry of preborn here on American Family Radio. Two ways to do it. AFR.net. If you want to go online, you can go to AFR.net or you can call 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396. Joyce, I'm wondering at this point, um, do you see or observe a shift in the way that Christians are thinking about fighting on the front lines for, for life in this country um, is there greater encouragement and a greater tenacity to push in, to press in on this issue? Or do you feel like or see in the, in the ministry that you're a part of Christians kind of resting back and thinking that everything is okay now? You know, that is a really good question because it's like, it's a very complex question, sure. but I w- will say I do see people more vocal and less afraid. Definitely, we have made a huge progress, mm-hmm. and people are more aware of what's happening. It's not as culturally accepted to just be, oh, it's okay to have an abortion. There's a lot right. more controversy. People speak mm-hmm. up more, mm-hmm. and I see that. I'm, I'm very happy about it. But on the other hand, there's a little bit of the, still the complacency, especially after Roe v. Wade was passed, that everything's okay now. They don't even know that a lot of pregnancy centers and churches are being bombed still. There's great violence. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. a lot of our partner uh, network clinic centers, I think there's like 48, they were bombed, bombed or threatened or graffitied or something. And it was very, very, very scary. Plus the yeah. FBI and all those people, they were threatening us too. You know, like they'll take you in, like at your house. Like yeah. don't, not me personally, but people and you know on the front lines of the pro-life movement yeah Yeah. no you know i think you're so right on to to mention that joyce thank you so much i appreciate you joining us and, and talking about that because i think one of the things that really was brought to light is how demonic the practice of abortion the murdering of babies is i mean just everything that was connected with the overturning of roe versus wade and Mm -hmm. you saw the rage and the anger and just that spirit come out that really surrounds abortion and i think it was very eye-opening for christians everywhere support the ministry of preborn you can go to afr.net afr.net 877-616-2396 if you want to call we'll take a break and we'll be right back Bill Thorne's where my crown was I'll be weak, but I'm alive from the dust until dawn Yeah, I'll survive, cause I got sweet victory Nobody can take it from me Sweet victory Cause I got Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Lee with Sweet Victory. I've been meaning to mention this for some time, and it's constantly slipped my mind. I'm going to be in uh, Carroll Stream, Illinois, at a women's midwinter renewal 
mm. um, at Fellowship Church of Carroll Stream. Um, if you want to learn more about this, you can go to ICHE.org, ICHE.org. Um, Illinois Christian Home Educators is the the um, the organization. And so I'm going to be there for the day. I'm going to be speaking three times to the women of ICHE. And I was told that I could invite you um, mm-hmm. if you are in the area and you want to come out and you're a woman. <laughs> That's important. Okay. <laughs> you're a woman. Not feel you like can, one. You can. Too, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my a goodness. Real one. You can come out if you are a woman. And um, I don't know this on authority. I just feel like there will be people at the door just to make sure. (laughs) We reserve the right. I reserve the right to check and say, hey, you know, no, mm -mm, you're not. mm -mm." Anyway, that's partially a joke, but really, I guess it could it could be a fact because we live in a time where people believe that they get to create the self that they want. And, right. and that's so sad. So I sad. probably shouldn't, you know, shouldn't make uh, so light of it, but it is just utterly ridiculous. I was reading an article. I don't want to talk about this today, Yeah. but I was reading an article um, where Allie, <laughs> Allie Beth Stuckey, yeah. bless her heart, um, came under attack and was blocked by an app that women use to track their fertility and their menstrual cycles because she points she was blocked by the app what? on Twitter. She was blocked <laughs> because she tweeted out the fact that the app has men on it who identify as women. <laughs> now listen, uh, okay, I see I said I didn't want to talk so I have something I want to talk about. <laughs> they, but they she's her. the problem. The she, woman <laughs> because because the woman said that mm, only women boy. need a fertility app or to track a cycle. <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah. no, don't. Uh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yes, no, no, I go ahead. No, let's go. It. I mean, anyways, um, I want to. Yikes! So that's where we are. That's where we and, are. Look, and 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 so I, I want to say to Nicole, who who I've been uh, communicating with <laughs> regarding the women's uh, winter renewal, she's like. <laughs> way to surround that announcement with all of that controversy Miki only Miki can make an announcement about a wonderful women's get together (laughs) and then also include controversy all in like one fell swoop so I apologize (laughs) let me just focus here I'm going to be I'm going to be in Carroll Stream, Illinois Carroll Stream, Illinois Hopefully not in the stream, but <laughs> come on, man. we don't want you around here. Um, anyways, Carol Stream, Illinois, women's midwinter renewal one day, January 28th, January 28th. You can register mm. for the event. Um, it's a Saturday. It will be all day. We're going to be hanging out all day. We'll be old friends by the time it's over. Wow. And uh, you can register by going to ICHE.org, ICHE.org. Just tell them Miki sent you. So late, if you're, a, if you're a woman. So late January is considered midwinter. Sure. Okay, I didn't know that. You know, because we're from New Orleans, we barely have winter. We, what is winter? <laughs> yeah, what is we, winter? In the I didn't first learn place, about I mean. winter really until I moved to Northeast Mississippi. Yes, that's my well, first introduction to winter. To, <laughs> actually, I would have to say this: um, in uh, Northeast Mississippi, has all of the seasons. Yeah. Would you agree yeah. with that? It was like yeah. seventy degrees last week, though. So I mean. Uh, you know what my mom would, would say? My mom, if if you said that to my mom, she'd say it's just a sign of the times. You can't do <laughs> in the last days. You wouldn't even be able to tell the seasons. Hey, hey. 
That's what my mom would say. Yes. So anyway, and I believe that. I'm inclined yes. to, to yes. believe that. All right. So so that's that. ICHE.org. If you are able to come out and you're a woman, you can bring your daughter. Um, my daughters will be there. And so it's it's going to be for women, both young and not women. so young. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Carol Stream, Illinois, ICHE.org. Okay, so I want to talk about love. That's what I want to talk about. I may get to oh, the Allie Beth um, get, that right, type of warm love? feelings. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. but do you know that obedience as, as a demonstration of love hmm. still carries with it warm feelings? Do you know that? Do you know that you don't have to suspend the warm feelings if you simply, like, obey? Like, you don't, <laughs> you don't, like, obey is not, like obedience is not coldness. Okay. Right? Like nice, I love yeah. Jesus. Yes. So I obey him and there is a warm, tingly, snuggly feeling <laughs> in knowing that I abide in his love, right? Okay. I'm I'm partially joking, but I'm <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> but I'm partially not because for some reason You sound like, like some of those songs we were critiquing <clears throat> last week. Well, but the thing is, <laughs> the key snuggly. to what I'm saying, <laughs> the key to what I'm saying is that there must be obedience. Yes. That's the thing. Amen. And so I, I wanted to talk about love, love because language. I was aware, amen, that, yeah, I should have. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I was aware. I was aware of this story. Guys, I'm sorry. So often, <laughs> Will the Great and I communicate like aliens, right? It's it's a language only he and I understand. The thoughts of regret that you know exactly what I'm thinking, and right. so I just say a couple words, you know what I mean. A- any husband and wife, you have this ability. It, it, it is because of oneness. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was aware of this story. I read the headline. I guess it was, man, was it? I guess it had to be in December. I, I don't remember. Um Anyways, but I I read the headline, Mm -hmm. and honestly, when I read the headline, I just dismissed the story because I thought, man, just there goes another one. Mm. You know, that's honestly what I thought, and and I I don't know if that's if that's good or bad, but but sincerely that that was my response. So I I read some of the details of the story, and I just thought, man, just why why do we do this? Before I get into this story that prompted me to say, okay, let's really have a discussion about love. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me make one other statement. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Some of the greatest threats to the integrity of the church, the integrity of the, the, the Lord's bride. Okay. Is what we face from inside the church. Do you understand what I mean when I say that? So, so a lot of times when we are looking at what's going on in the culture, mm-hmm. we have this approach or we have this this position that oh my goodness, this the big bad culture like and 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 man, the culture it is big bad, okay? <laughs> and we do have to warn and we do right. have to be careful because it does try to seep into the church. But there is a way that the culture seeps into the church. It actually doesn't come in through the front door. So the way that the culture comes into the church is through the side door, which actually is a part of what um, what Jude was writing about. He wanted to write about this common faith that we had, but he mm-hmm. but he had to write about these these false teachers who had crept in unaware. They had mm. they had come in on a side. In other words, it carries with it um, the, like the understanding of they came in through a side door, right? Mm-hmm. And so. When we look at the culture, the reason we look at the culture is because we recognize 
that if the culture is to infiltrate the church, it's got to be among friends. Okay. So like not many of us, let me be careful. I I was, you know, I was going to say not many of us are going to stand up and worship if Lady Gaga is leading. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like not many of us are going to hands lifted, eyes closed and head bowed for for Lady Gaga to facilitate worship or Beyonce or whoever, right? (laughs) But we probably would take that posture for someone who is just as separated from God, but they're not known for it. Do you understand? Mm. So what happens is they're able to gain influence influence okay and then you know begin to affect the integrity of the church one of the things that we've got to constantly be vigilant against is is that yeah people coming in through the side of the side door and then us believing that they are innocuous that they do not pose a threat to us Mm. um some of these people we have trusted for a very long time because this requires discernment Exactly. This requires discernment. This requires, and what, well, I was about to say this requires being steeped in God's word, but here, let, let's say it this way. So being steeped in God's word produces discernment. This is Amen. how our discernment grows, right? right? By, by, by way of constant use, the Hebrew writer says, by yes. way of constant use. This is how we have our senses sharpened mm. so that we discern what is right and what is wrong. We mm. know good from evil. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Grant Yes. Amy Grant. So Amy Grant. I, I read yes. this story um, that Amy Grant was allowing her niece, who is a uh, homosexual, she is in an immoral relationship um, that the Lord, the scriptures de- describe as an abomination. Mm-hmm. This is repeated in the New Testament. This is not just an Old Testament, you know, cultural norm. The, this is repeated in the New Testament context. This is described as the type of reprehensible practice that causes you to be outside of the kingdom of God. These mm-hmm. people who are engaging in these types of practices are described biblically as having been handed over to themselves. Mm-hmm. So they have their own definition. It's a self-righteousness where it's, it's called reprobate, right. where God hands them over to themselves. And so really they believe that what they're doing is right. Okay. Mm-hmm. They have given in. So now they have believed this, this strong delusion. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Amy Grant has a niece who wanted a place to get married and, Back in the 90s, according to I I got a couple articles here in front of me. One is from the Christian Post. Uh, I think the original one that I read was just on my phone. It popped up as a headline. It was from People magazine, Mm -hmm. which, again, whenever People magazine (laughs) wants to shout you out. Yeah. You know, like that 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 could just be like, you know, you know what I mean? Like that just to me is sort of like, a okay, that's those are not the people that you want clapping for you. Okay, so when People Magazine is like, you go, girl, you need to stop. (laughs) Right. Don't Don't go go. anymore. (laughs) Like, don't go. If they say you go, girl, you stop. You're like, wait a minute. Why are you clapping for me? Right. (laughs) But no, that's not what happened here. Amy Grant is actually digging in. She allowed her niece to, um, quote unquote, marry a woman. It is not um, biblically defined as a marriage. It is a mockery of a marriage. And we've got to speak this way lovingly. But sternly, guys, like this, that is not marriage, right? God has already defined what marriage is. And it's so important because we understand in the New New Testament context that it's a picture of Christ and the church. Okay, 
Christ and his bride. Okay, so you've got these two women who engage in a mock marriage ceremony and um, Amy Grant allowed for them to get married on her farm or on her property where she and her husband, Vince Gill, um, actually got married. And she's digging in on that. At the time that she allowed for this to happen, Franklin Graham uh, came out and there were some others who were very vocal and very public. Basically, I'm, I'm going to summarize what they all said. No, Amy, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a direct quote, okay, or an exact quote. That's just a paraphrase, okay? Um, but Amy continued to go, girl. She just continued mm. on. So, um now she's kind of coming back and and responding to all of the criticism and saying let me let me get an exact quote from her okay she was interviewed by people magazine in the in the wake of allowing her property to be used for this wedding um she said quote i never chase any of those rabbits down the rabbit hole this is in response to like what do you say to the critics what what about the people who you know, feel like you shouldn't have done this. I never chase any of those rabbits down the rabbit hole. She goes on, quote, I love my family. This is a direct quote. I love my family. I love those brides. They're wonderful. Our family is better. And you should be able to be who you are with your family and be loved by them. Hmm. Now, the thing that really grabbed me um, about her response to all of this was this last statement when she said she, and I may need to, let me go to the people, um, the people article, because I think the people article gets her here without, without any, any break. Um, Okay. Honestly, this is, this is Amy Grant, her response to why she was a witness to and allowed her um, niece to quote unquote marry a woman on her property or on her farm quote honestly from a faith perspective from a faith perspective I do always say Jesus you just narrowed it down to two things love God and love each other I mean hey that's pretty simple Hmm. Uh, (laughs) wow that was actually the quote that she gave the Washington Post I just want to credit them there for that Um, so, so I was, so as I was looking at that, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just thought, man, this is so sad. Like it is so sad, but it is the kind of, um, fierce battle that we are in and the greatest battlefront happens when it's other Christians who are saying things that you expect they should know better. Right. Right. You understand what (laughs) I mean? Okay. Not only should you know better from a, um, you know, spank your hand position, okay? But also because having walked with the Lord for a long time and being acquainted with his word, do you, like, like not only are you old enough, okay, just to know that that's unnatural. Like, mm-hmm. you know that that, Amy, you know that that is, you yeah. know that, yeah. okay? And, and look, I'm sorry. I know people want me to, Miki, use your soft tones. But if people are on their way to destruction, do you whisper, get out of the way? Mm. Like, like where, where in the world do you see a bus barreling for someone who's bent over tying his or her shoe and you just go, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, see, 
excuse me oh but the bus the bus the bus no that's not what you do if you really care about people you yell you get a little indignant you're like the bus the bus the bus right all right a little bit more on this when we get back on the other side of the break aaron the addison's american family radio My brother Frank, <laughs> who said that that he said that's my song. <laughs> that's my song. He's claimed that song. One one day he was listening to the program, and we saw him at our fellowship, and and he said, "Was that you singing that song?" <laughs> well, <laughs> brother Frank. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone um, whose talents I try to appropriate. <laughs> Appropriation's wow. a big word uh, being tossed around in our culture right now. If you guys are keeping up with what's going on in the culture, who can do what? Can you use certain words? Can you use people's languages if you're not a part of that culture? Can you dress like appropriation? Okay, whatever. Uh, I appropriate people's talents all the time. Cece Winans being chief among them. There's a certain way that her voice sounds that I try to mimic whenever I can. <laughs> That's a free one. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and LCC Wine is with goodness of God. Very close. I could have been in their family. Miki, CC, BB. Yeah. That's, that's all good. of us. We just could have been in family together. All right. Amy Grant has gone mm. off the rails, and um, this would be one of those things where if it were not so public and she's giving interviews and responding publicly, um, this, this, you would hope that someone close to her would pull her aside and say, listen, as a sister, here's the, you cannot affirm this. You cannot condone this. But it's important for the body of Christ to be able to have a robust cultural apologetic, mm-hmm. to be able to give a reason for the hope that lies within us. Remember, we've always made the case that before you get to First Peter 3.15, you've got to read chapters 1 and 2 and 3 to 14, right? And so <laughs> then you hit 3.15. I'm just trying to simplify here. Um, and, and all of that is different living. Yeah. All of that is otherworldly living. Man. All of that is not participating in the culture of the day, right? right? And, and right. saying we're going to just do things differently and not different just to be different, but different because we are different because we've been purchased by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Then you provoke the question, mm-hmm. why? Mm-hmm. And the Bible says out of that, be ready to defend, be ready to give a reason. We are not getting asked why because we're not living a life that demands that we defend it. We're just we're just going along with the culture. And this is hugely problematic. So here's one of the things that I wanted to look at, because um, because Amy Grant said the reason she allowed for her niece and the woman that she wanted to live in a married like relationship with the reason she allowed them Mm -hmm. to get married on her farm was because, you know, I just I just boil it down to. To, to two things, love God and love each other. That's that's her quote. She says, Jesus just narrowed it down to now two see, things, that, love God and love each other. That's yeah. the thing, because if you're going to bring up Jesus, mm-hmm. when there was sin present, he didn't mm-hmm. condone it. Mm-hmm. Go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what do they do with the scriptures? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. when Jesus yes. had compassion, I talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. He had compassion, but he did not condone sin amen you know and so like when people say this type of stuff 
I'm like, man, are you reading your Bible? Yes. Are you just kind of uh, deleting things that you don't like to, so it can fit into that one? Which, yeah. That one. Yeah. That one right there that you just said. It's that. I picked that answer. <laughs> That's the one. Um, listen, because we have detached the uh, biblical definition of love from any of our current cultural expressions, mm-hmm. we don't understand what we're saying when we say love God and love others. Love has a definition. Love has a has an expression. And the Bible very clearly and repeatedly demonstrates that love is obedience to God. Mm. That is love. Okay. If you love me, that's right. Keep my, Keep my commandments. commandments. Yes. Okay. And so the the son said that he obeyed all that the father commanded and remained in his love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the son said that. The Jesus that Amy is referring to <laughs> right. when she says Jesus summed it up like this. Well, she's talking about somebody else. Okay. Mm. Well, <laughs> you have said so. So here we go. So let's let's. If I if I were going to slow this down and I try to think in terms and, and I'm going to tell you why I try to think in terms of how would we have this conversation with our young people, mm-hmm. because these are the kinds of conversations that we increasingly have to have with our young people and even some adults who are just kind of being snowed right now. Like there there's this new um, pressure to be relevant and to be loving, but loving and relevant, <clears throat> excuse me, void of truth. But I don't want to focus so much there. I want to focus on our young people who are immersed. This is the culture that they're living in. So how do you make a case to show them, okay, maybe some of our coworkers, maybe some people that we attend church with who are just like, make the cake, let them Mm. use your farm, Mm. you know? How do we show what love actually is? Mm -hmm. How do we show that Jesus actually defined marriage? That Jesus, and I'm not just talking about in the Gospels. <laughs> Guys, okay, here's what's gotten us into a lot of trouble. And I, and I, and I look, my, my Bible has it. So I'm not saying this from some perch. I'm just saying what has gotten us into trouble has been the red letter belief that, oh, then God is speaking. Mm. Then Jesus, then now give wow. special attention to that. Right. The word of God is breathed out by God. Yeah. So when in Genesis, God describes and defines marriage, which by the way, he is doing that through Jesus. John chapter one, in the beginning was the word capital W. This is Jesus. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made. Now, this is not just the tangible things that we that we read and see. It is also the institution of marriage that is defined by the one man Mm -hmm. and the one woman being brought together with the command to be fruitful and multiply the foundational building block for any society being this one man, this one woman and the, the, the capacity to procreate is made by Jesus. Mm. All things, institutions, Mm -hmm. okay? Not anything that was made was not, or there wasn't anything made that was not made through Jesus Mm -hmm. is what the word teaches us. So when marriage is defined and is, comes on the scene, if you will, which by the way, man, I was looking up. So this, this Greek verb that when John, the apostle John is writing in John chapter one, that not anything was made or everything that was made was made through Jesus. This word is gnomai, 
genomai. And it has like a wide range of ways that it can be defined, right? And so I was writing down a few of them. So it's to become, to come into existence, to begin with, to arise, to appear in history, to come on the stage or to cause to be, to cause to be. So when God is establishing what marriage is, that is being done through Jesus. Jesus Mm. is there. So when Jesus reiterates what we have known from the beginning, okay, that is not a new revelation. Right. And guess what? When the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter five defines marriage, that is through the spirit of Jesus mm. as he is carried along in writing. Amen. So if you love mm. Jesus, you will say what he says yeah. on these matters. If you love Jesus, you will agree with him on what the definition of marriage is. If you love Jesus, you will keep his commandments. I was also reading in first John chapter five, and I, I was just just thinking about this in first John chapter five, I'm going to start at verse one and go to go to verse five. It says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ. OK, so here we go. Okay. <laughs> whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and whoever loves the father loves the child born of him. This is Lord Casey. So he's talking about our communion with one another. OK, by this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe his commandments. So here is the spirit of God saying the same thing that Jesus said, right? Because we have one God, one God who exists three in one, one God. So here we have the spirit in verse two here through the apostle John. And by this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe his commandments for this is the love of God. That we keep his commandments. Man, the commandments are so important. (laughs) The commandments are so important. And his commandments are not burdensome. Mm. Well, (laughs) if if you love him, Mm. his commandments are not burdensome. A couple more verses. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Who is the one who overcomes the world? but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we love God, we obey him. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the problems that we have happened upon or happened upon in the church is that we have very many commands in scripture that we take as self-help instructions. So like when the Bible says, that wives should submit to their husbands, that wives should respect their husbands. That is seen as a self-help. You'll live a better life if you. Mm. No, that's a command. That, that, is, that is a command of God. Well, how do you know that, Mika? Because it's given by the spirit of God, mm. who is God. Amen. So when God tells us to do something, it's not a suggestion that, you know what? You're going to have a good day today if you do. It's a command. Mm. It, and, and we've got to change the way that we think. So if you love him, you obey his commands. You do what he says. You, you understand that God has already judged sin. He, is, he has already told us what he thinks about sin. And guess what? It's not just the sin that, oh, yeah, I can see that. It's even the sin that you cherish. Mm. it's the sin that you like. It's, it's the sin that's not so bad to you. You know what I mean? Because like if, if you're a kid, you know, you never smell that bad. 
<laughs> sons raising sons. <laughs> but listen, here's here's a point that I'm making. This is really dangerous. What Amy Grant has done yeah. and what she has said. And the Bible is very clear that we have to be careful about people like that in our midst. Why? Because their false doctrine spreads and it spreads very quickly and it spreads very easily. Yeah. So here's the point that I'm making. It is not loving. It is not an expression of love to hold back the truth from people. Right. It is not an expression of love to affirm something that condemns one to hell. Do, do, do we understand that? Like it, at this point, it seems that the stakes are so high yeah. and it seems that the enemy has really revealed that there's no limit to where he wants to push mm -hmm. Christians. Mm -hmm. That it seemed to me that you would have jumped off at this point. And like for those, yeah. and I want to be very sincere. If you were in a place where you kind of thought, well, they just want this. And okay. I, you know, I just want to be loving and I want to be just affirming. And so, so just let them have that relationship. So if you were in that place, okay. And you just thought, I mean, come on, that's it. Is that, is that so bad? Okay. Now the full stage is revealed. Mm-hmm. You, you should see where the progression of this has gone and you should see where it intends to go even down the line. So my question always is, if it's just so simple, love God and love others, are there any barriers? Like, is there is there anything that stops, you know, I guess what I'm saying is on this train ride, do you have a stop? No, you know you what don't. I mean? And that's, that's why we have the word of God. See, because what we what we we are encountering is what I've been saying for the past few days, feelings, nothing more yes. than feelings. And yes. we can't be directed by our feelings. You know, that's why we have the word of God. That's sure is a foundation. It's a, it's the straight edge. It hems us in it. You know, it helps us have those boundaries. Um, and, and so I think for us as believers, we have to be certain that we are not riding on our feelings throughout the, uh, this time, you know, in That's this culture, right. because right. there's going to be so many things to pull at our feelings, you know, yes. loved ones and family, you know, that are doing things that we may want to, you know, not hurt their feet, not, you know, not. But man, we got to be governed by the word of God. Yes. Amen. Amen. And and look, I will just tell you and I'm about to say a hard truth. And, and you know, OK, if you don't obey God, you don't love him. Well, you don't love him. That's what so the word says. that's the word, right? Yeah. So, so we've got to stop trying to convince ourselves that you can still love God, but do what you want. Right. This is a lie and it is a deception and it is what has weakened the church from within this belief that, Oh no, no, he knows my heart. I I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> And, and of course I love him, but of course you do not because the Bible has already told us what that love looks like. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the Bible has shown us what that love looks like mm -hmm. in Jesus. He obeyed all that the father commanded. He did what God sent him to do. Amen. He said, I do what I see the father doing. All things that the father has commanded. This is what I have done. And he even marked and said, this is, I remain in his love. I do what God tells me to do. Amen. 
The second Adam submitting his will to the will of the father where the first Adam did not. The first Adam said, my will, mm. not yours. The second Adam said, your will, not mine. Those of us who are in the second Adam say what he said. Amen. Your will, not mine. Mm. All right, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless. <laughs>